0: Hello, beautiful. It's Lisa here and I'm joined with the beautiful Lauren. Say hi, Lauren. Hi, everyone. I'm Lauren. And we are so excited to be back with you sharing with you another episode of Life Lessons with Lisa and Lauren. And we are eternally grateful that you are here joining us. So thank you for listening. So about that, look, Lauren and I hooked up a little while ago and realized that we had so many similarities in our life journeys that we wanted to create a podcast and share those experiences with you. And we hope that by sharing those experiences, the stories about our life, that it will inspire you to step into your personal power and create your own authentic version of your best life. And so today we're going to dive into the topic of boundaries. We've been hinting around boundaries for a couple of podcast sessions now, and we thought, why not? Let's get right into it. Boundaries around our time and our energy and how that shows up for each of us, because both of us have really struggled with the whole boundary situation. So we wanted to dive in and just share some of the things that have worked for us, some of the things that um, we've learned about boundaries in the hope that it might inspire you to reassess what your boundaries are like and maybe doing something about it. So go for it, Lauren. What have you got to share today?
1: Oh Well, before I do, I want to put my disclaimer in. As always, guys, these are our stories. These are our life lessons. They are our personal experiences or our observations of the people around us. They may not reflect you. They may not reflect your values. And that is totally fine. We are not here to tell you what to do. We are just here to share And hopefully, inspire you to take a bit of a better look, like Lisa explained, but also maybe you can avoid some of the pitfalls that we have come across. And yes, as Lisa says today, we're talking about boundaries. Now, you said that we've struggled. We have both definitely struggled with boundaries, but I think that we're both doing pretty well understanding our boundaries and setting boundaries now. We're still Mm. learning, there are still some areas, and I think. I think we will always be relearning these lessons, but I personally think that I'm doing pretty well with boundaries these days and I'm very excited to share that to hopefully put up some new boundaries for our listeners
0: yes definitely and i I feel like yes we're on that on that similar page we've we've had to go through that struggle of having no boundaries or boundaries that were um, a bit loose and mis- misinterpreted to be able to come to this place now where we certainly feel like we are, have better boundaries and have certainly um, done the work to get to that place i agree definitely still learning as simple as over the weekend i realized that little miss people pleaser here little miss people recovering people pleaser here was spending a little bit too much time i was on a yoga retreat so i was spending a great deal of time um, thinking about how everybody else was feeling and i was therefore taking responsibility for the guests emotions and I had I had the realization as you do on a yoga retreat because you get time to sit in reflection that wait a minute hang on I'm not responsible for how these ladies are feeling while I can do the best that I can to provide an environment that is safe nurturing and we have some fun and they enjoy themselves that's actually not my responsibility how they receive that information is definitely up to them and whether they loved it or hated it's not really because of me, it's because of them. So that was, that was really interesting. Our boundaries still do come up and shine at us um, to remind us, or particularly if we've uh, crossed a boundary that we had previously set. I think that's sort of, they're the little lessons that are there to remind us that we may, maybe need to tweak our boundaries a little more. What have you found so far, Lauren, with your journey?
1: Oh, well, even as you're speaking, I can see all of these times that I have either successfully kept my boundary up or that I've realized there's a lack of boundary or a flexible one that it shouldn't be. And like you say, continually learning. And personally, I think that's a good thing. Sometimes we need to have those boundaries tested to make sure that we still want them, that they're still where we need them to be, mm. all of that kind of thing. But oh my goodness, they come. In so many forms, like I, I honestly, at this stage, I think every relationship—and I don't mean um, romantic or familiar—I just like any relationship. There are boundaries; there have to be boundaries. If you have mm. a boundless relationship, somebody is going to get trodden on. Yes, yeah. And sometimes you might not see that coming. Sometimes you might not even notice when it's happening, but sooner or later, you will feel that, and wonder you know how would I would how would I have been if I had held that boundary firm and stood my ground or whatever it is you need to do so uh, for me this idea of boundaries like the word gets thrown around as so many buzzwords do and I sort of think well what does that look like is it just saying no when I feel tired or is it um how much time I spend with people, how close I am to people, what I share with them. It's all of those things. But the way my little, you know, logical, rational or even, you know, masculine energy side likes to look at it is I take it back to my own work with decluttering and organising. And for me, it's a type of container. So boundaries hold things in, containers contain things. And it's easy to think about a container. So say, I don't know, let's talk about like a cookie jar, right? So if we've got a cookie jar, you can fill it up with cookies, but eventually you can't put any more in. You need to eat some, (laughs) empty it out a little bit before you put more in, right? It can only hold a certain amount. And our personal energy, our time, our effort, all of these things, Are containers. Mm. Uh, There is a limit to how much you can put in them. There is a limit to how much time you can spend on anything or accumulative things. And there is a limit to how much energy you have. Now, you were talking about that with your yoga retreat. There's Mm -hmm. only so much time and effort you can put into other people's feelings. Otherwise, your own are going to spill out and you're not going to have control of that anymore. Um, it's going to be a great big mess everywhere. And I have seen this, I've felt this happen. And sooner or later, you have to actually look at that container rationally. And that's hard to do with emotions. It's hard to look at emotions rationally. You need to look at that container rationally and decide what do I actually want to keep here? And this is a type of decluttering. What do I want to keep here is my limited space, time, yada, yada, yada. My limited container is here. What is worth taking up space in here? And if there's extra room, then sure, you can take on something else. You can take on more energy, another activity, you can deal with somebody else's stress or whatever, but you know how much you've got left, how much room you've got left in that container. And when you're aware of it, you can be more selective about what those extra bits are or where you might need to just let go of something. I love that.
0: That's a really, really beautiful way to, I love how you've used the cookie jar as a as a way of explaining. Of course,
1: I can't imagine why that was my first thought of container. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cookies, the more, the space that we have for cookies or whether we don't have space for cookies. And I think that kind of really sums up Just the process of what boundaries are. So boundaries are not um, rules and regulations for other people. They're actually protective um, behaviors for yourself. They're kind of guidelines for how yourself is operating in the world. So I know some people struggle to set boundaries because they feel like they're being, or particularly some of the ladies I work with, they feel like they're being mean to the people that they're setting boundaries with, or they feel like if they set these boundaries that those um, family and friends who they're setting the boundaries with are going to be offended and they're going to be disappointed and perhaps angry with them for having the boundaries. But the boundaries are not about the other people. You're right in saying that they're about your energy your um, time that you have, the, your capacity to cope with whatever is on your plate and all the things that you have to do in your life. So I love that. I love how you kind of, you gave us that beautiful um, sort of step-by-step on looking. It's almost about, it's almost like ha- what are your priorities or what are your values first off? What is most important to you and I know for me when I first started this journey of personal development and self-help and coming back into alignment with myself boundaries was one of the things that I had pretty much none I had no boundaries people could just push me around basically tell me what to do how to do it for how long and I would click they would click their fingers and I would jump to it and so I was pulled from pillar to post and stressed out and overwhelmed entirely for a lot of my um, a lot of my early parenting days. I would say probably for the first ten to twelve years of um, when my kids were that age. You know, from birth to about twelve to high school, probably. Um, and yeah, yeah, because I just you know little pl- Miss People Pleaser here. Wanted to make sure everybody was happy. I was meeting all of their needs. That I was respond. I felt responsible for how other people felt. And so when they wanted me to do something, I would do that, without at all considering how it was going to impact on me personally, and then the ripple effect of how what happens in my family with my kids and my husband and um, the basic running of the household and my work and things like that. So for me, learning boundaries was really, really powerful in that it's, it's given me back my personal power. So I now... I perhaps went a little bit over the top in the beginning when I first started setting boundaries. I had I like basically, you know, drew a line in the sand and said I am not doing all of these things and I'm not spending time with all of these people and I'm saying no to everything before I even consider whether it's a yes or a no. But it really came down to what was important to me and that was the very first thing that I had to um, get clear on uh, was what my... My values were, and what my priorities in life were—not even in life generally, but just at that moment. You know what was important to me in that moment. So, I'd love to hear how you kind of went about um, getting to that realization that it was time for some more boundaries for you, Lauren.
1: So, thank you. <laughs> I, I have—I have a pretty big boundary that was actually really, really difficult for me and but it was incredibly important. So I do want to come back to to understanding your priorities first before I explain this story, if that's okay. There is an analogy that I I have no idea where I first heard it. I believe the story goes that it was a university or college professor explaining to his class presumably something along the lines of priorities, whether it's prioritising your time or um, commitments, something like that. But the idea was that he had, say, like a a mason jar, a big glass jar, and um, he filled it with big rocks. And he said, okay, is this jar full? And, of course, the class said, yes, it's full. You can't put any more in there. And he goes, okay. But then he had a bunch of small pebbles And he put those in and the pebbles kind of filtered around the large rocks and filled up the jar. Is the jar full now? Yes, the jar's full. Look at it. You can't fit anything else in. And he poured sand in. Sand, of course, goes through all the gaps. And the class goes, okay, finally, this this jar has to be full. What else could you put in there? And the professor said, okay, poured in some water. At which point, yes, anything else? is going to, to overflow that jar. But he had large pebbles, small pebbles, sand and water. He said these larger stones, and I'm going to completely butcher these quotes, by the way, but the idea <laughs> I know is they, the
0: um, I've heard this story before and I love it. So yeah. that's okay. We're going yes. to get the gist of it. You, Good. You've to understand any <laughs> of it.
1: <laughs> so the idea was that these larger stones were the most important things in your life, your biggest priorities. So that might be... Um, your family, your health, your shelter—something like that, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then the next ones are sort of the next level priorities, and that might be uh, friendships, employment—you know, you pick whatever your secondary priorities are, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. All right. So the water was your least priority, but if you fill the jar first with, say, sand, and that might be um work relationships or um fashion or it's social media something mm-hmm. like that if you fill your jar first with sand there is no room for those rocks so that's how i like i love that story because it helps me helps to remind me of the order of your priorities if you fill up whatever boundary you have in this case it was a jar with the lesser priority things, there will not be room for the most important things in your life. So we always start with the most important things. Now, sometimes we let things slip and there are more pressing matters and that might appear like you're prioritizing something less important. But when your main focus always comes back to those larger stones, you know that you're generally on the path you want to be on. Now, what your priorities are is going to be different for everyone. I am not here to tell you what is your most important priority. That is something you need to work out for yourself. But we're talking about the boundaries, and that is like the shape of that jar, right? Like You might have a huge vessel to hold your priorities in, and you can fit heaps of stuff, and that's wonderful for you, but most of us have a limit. And if we keep trying to stretch that limit, if you try and imagine that that jar was like a balloon it looks like I can fit more in. I can fit more in. I can fit more in. These are the kind of people that say, you know, just give it to me. You know, if you want something done, give it to a busy person, busy woman, usually. Yes. <laughs> and that balloon is getting fuller and fuller. And, yeah, you can stretch it a bit more. It'll keep stretching. It's always stretched before. Eventually, that thing is going to collapse. It's going to explode. And it's going to be a mess. And this is, I don't like mess. I really don't. This is why I do what I do. Anything to avoid the mess. So for me, the example I have, and it's not my only one, but it is my biggest one, it is very difficult to talk about because it's about family and I still feel a degree of judgment in myself, but more I'm concerned that if I don't get my story across clearly, I'm going to feel judgment from others. But that is something I am working on, caring less about. (laughs) So I would like to share it with you all because I have shared this with a few people one-on-one and I feel that it is important to discuss because because it's so difficult. And other women particularly who are in a similar situation often find this a story that not necessarily inspires, that's not the word I'm looking for, but maybe it's a cautionary tale that if you don't put your boundaries up hard enough, fast enough, you end up needing to really tighten those boundaries a lot smaller than you might otherwise have wanted to. Mm. So.
0: Breathe. You got this. We're yeah. here for you. We're here so for you. I feel like actually, before you go, I feel like actually mm. this is going to be a very similar story to mine by the sound of it. I, it I, might
1: very well be. <laughs> I'm and getting
0: a sense that you're about to say exactly what is <laughs> in my life but that's okay that's really we'll find
1: out yeah so for listeners lisa and i have not spoken about this before no we haven't um but every woman that i've spoken to about this story has been close to it themselves Mm. so it is a lot more common than i realized so if this lands with you it is a lot more common than you realize it's not just me It's not just you. This is very common. So the punchline is that I don't speak to my own mother. I do not have her in my life anymore. And that's been true for, I've actually lost count. It's been several years. And I don't feel bad about that. It was the best decision I could have made at the time. And I still feel like. It is the best decision I have made. Sometimes that can be difficult. My kids ask about their grandmother. Neither of them remember her because it has been so long. But I decided after a lot of hard work, a lot of difficult times, a lot of trying to put up boundaries that just kept getting knocked down, and a lot of tears. I decided I did not need that stress and I worked through it for honestly months on my own. I spoke to professionals. No one suggested cutting her out of my life, nobody. It entirely came from me. Um, I met with her once after quite a gap. She knew that there was tension and I sat down with her. We had a coffee. I talked to her for a while. I knew what she was going to say. She wanted to see me again. She wanted to see her grandchildren again, all completely reasonable. But then she said, I'm really sorry. I don't know what I've done. And that was the clincher for me because I had literally spent years explaining to her what it was that was bothering me and how her behaviour was affecting us, specifically me, and she would apologise and then tell me that she doesn't understand. And you can't apologise if you're not accepting responsibility and you can't accept responsibility if you don't understand what you've done. So I accepted that she is not going to change and that she is not going to accept her responsibility. And I decided that I don't like the person I am When she's in my life, I don't like the parent I am when she's in my life. I don't like the way my life felt when she was in it. That does not mean I don't love her. It does not mean I don't appreciate everything she's ever done for me. And it doesn't mean I think she's a bad person. It just meant that my boundaries to protect myself, to protect my family, needed to be hard and fast and impenetrable. Is that the word I'm looking for? I think so. You know what I mean anyway. Yeah. She was not happy about it. I didn't expect her to be happy about it. It was very, very difficult to do. And I really had to put my foot down because I knew that from experience, if I bent, I would break. And that just was not an option anymore. Mm. I needed for myself, I needed to make it clear that this was not going to change. This was my answer. I know that if I changed my mind that she would love to see us again, but there have been several occasions where it might seem appropriate. There's been an opportunity to open up again and I don't want to. I have had enough of that kind of stress in my life I don't need any more reasons or pressure for any reason. Like there was, there was, there is nothing that she can give me or my family anymore that we feel we're missing. Now, the hard part there is, of course, she's my mother, you know, and she's my children's grandmother. There is something missing there, but it, it's not important enough to risk my own sanity, my own <laughs> peace, my, my stress, you know, it's not worth it. And I don't regret it. I really, really don't. And I have no hard feelings for her. I always wish her the best. I hope the best for her. And every time I hear something good in her life, I'm so happy for her, but I don't need to be a part of it.
0: Wow. That is so, so powerful. So, so powerful. And I was... Kind of on, on the money there. We we do have a similar kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, uh, that was the first place that I had to um, that I really noticed where my boundaries were <clears throat> were not being um, not being respected, and um, my mum was. <laughs> we we're in a similar situation. Um, I had to set some very <clears throat> very tight boundaries around. Um, How similar in the energy that the relationship that my mum and and I have and to this day I still have very um, strong boundaries. I did for a period of time um, have to distance myself from my mum as well Certainly that I agree, it was very difficult and she didn't take it very well because it felt like I was being the mean daughter and I was pushing her away and all of that. But what I was actually doing was protecting my own energy and my own resources so that I could be the kind of person and the, have compassion and be available when I had that energy because it just felt like I was being... Pulled, 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 pulled. All of these pieces of me were being pulled away and being discarded and um, I needed to protect my energy. Unlike you, though, I have been able to um, heal to some degree my relationship with my mum. We still have, I still have boundaries around that, though, for my own protection, again, my own protecting my energy and so that I can, when I'm in her company, be... Uh, I I actually have to I don't know if if it's the right word but I have to psych myself up to be in her energy because because of the way that she constantly pushes my boundaries so I have to have strength and I have to have energy and resolve to be in her energy to be able to deal with it and I'm the same I do love my mum she has done An amazing job in raising me to be the woman that I am and um, I love that about her and I respect her and her ways and I know she also has had her struggle with anxiety and and probably some mental illness that she has been unaware of for a very long time and Only in my ability to take back my personal power has she been able to see holy moly. That's probably what was happening to her as a young woman as well. So I've been a bit of a mirror for her as well. So we've kind of learnt a little bit from each other. But the whole, whole coming back to protecting your own energy and your own um, resources, time, whatever it might be, is the crucial part about what boundaries are. They're not about the other person. And look, oh, hats off to my mum. She's taken it quite well. She, uh, for a while there, she was like, um, my daughter, I have to book in an appointment to see my daughter and I have to do this and I have to do that. yes. She does have to do that. That's part of my boundaries. I don't appreciate people dropping in unannounced on my doorstep and expecting me to be fully present without any forewarning. I like to be fully present when people come into my home space. And if I'm busy doing other stuff, it's very annoying. And I don't like who I become when um, my boundaries are crossed like that. So I think it's super, super important. And and i'm grateful for that lesson that i that i had to learn to be able to set those boundaries and i think probably what i where i was getting to here is quite often the people closest to us our mums our dads our children our husbands our mother-in-laws are the people who we struggle the most to set boundaries with and around because there's um, an expectation, a societal expectation, maybe it's ingrained in us from the type of parenting that we have had growing up as children and even gen- intergenerational, it's been passed on that they are family or they are, whether they're family or super, super close um close relationships like best friends and things like that that those people because they're the most important to you they're the ones who can do and say and be whatever they want to be around your presence and I've had to learn to step back from that and go that's actually not okay it's not okay for someone super close to me to treat me like a piece of shit um, oh, sorry, not <laughs> I forgot absolutely. to pull on that. That's what um, it is. Mm. Yeah, and there's kind of been that expectation through our lives that, and and I don't know if it's just for women, but I have also seen it in men as well that because they are family, mm. they are allowed to do and say and be however they want to be in your presence, mm. and I don't think that's cool. Yeah, I have
1: that a, idea of like you know family is everything family is the most important like even when we were talking about the stones as priorities family is the first one anyone thinks of like it's the correct answer that family is your first priority and the idea especially of people very close to you that there's this sense of unconditional love Mm. you can love someone and still have very strict boundaries i am proof of that i i have never denied loving my mother she is my mother Mm. but The boundaries are there to protect you. They're there to protect those who can't protect themselves, like my children. And to be clear, she was never a violent person. There was never any physical harm. But because of the way I felt, I needed to put those boundaries in place. And it's interesting you talk about, like, um, people dropping in because that's a boundary that's different for for everybody. Like, some Mm -hmm. people love drop-ins.
0: Yeah, my like mum does.
1: With their mood, yeah. yeah. Mum does. She loves drop-ins. It's like, yeah. great. Well, I can drop in on
0: her at any time. I'm not crossing her oh, boundaries. boundaries.
1: Yes. but no, You need to understand need other me. people's boundaries and you need to make your own clear. Now, mm. that can be difficult because I want to say you make your boundaries clear, but you don't have to specifically say to people, I am changing how I deal with you and now there is a boundary here. Like it doesn't have to be a big formal announcement. You don't need to send them a letter and and lay out the new rules. We teach people how to treat us by what we allow to happen. Right? Absolutely. Yes. You know, if if somebody maybe you've got okay, we're talking about family, but stepping into a different arena, if you've got um clients if you're in business if you've got clients that contact you at all hours you don't have to specifically say it's not okay for you to call me at this time you can just put your phone on silent or set a an an automatic reply that says i do not reply to emails outside these hours you know you can you don't have to have those difficult conversations they don't have to be difficult conversations they're just facts Mm, that's right i just I haven't replied because i don't reply you don't need to say sorry it's taken me so long they were they messaged you at midnight <laughs> if you don't reply till 9am and they get cranky about it that's on them that's and there okay. are very 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 few jobs that you should be available at midnight but with family it's expected that you will just drop whatever you're doing to accommodate it's always mm-hmm. like uh, it, it appears like it's always expected but you can teach people how to deal with it by changing how you deal with them so you it might be okay with your mum that you drop in but if you call before you go in every time like you say look I'm in the neighborhood I've got this in my car that I wanted to give you is it okay if I come by she'll say of course don't be silly you know you can drop in anytime that's fine but I thought I'd give you the courtesy anyway Mm -hmm. and if you start doing that with like your friends or whatever they're less likely to just drop in to you like I have friends I would have absolutely no problem if they dropped in any time, unannounced, no problem at all. But they all know to call anyway, just because that's something I do because I don't know their boundaries. You know, you don't know if somebody is, you know, especially when you've got kids, you don't know if the baby's asleep. You don't know if somebody's in the middle of a meltdown. You don't know if this is the first time they've had to sleep in like three days you know, um, at the moment, no one knows if somebody's going to be on a Zoom call at any point in time. <laughs> Too so true. Too just, true. It's common courtesy, I think, to just make yourself known. Yes. And be okay if the answer is no. It needs to be okay for us to say no. Mm. And if you don't feel like it's okay to say no, then you really need to examine those priorities and maybe talk to somebody who has a bit more experience or contact one of us <laughs> because <laughs> That's this is right. what we love to do. Yes. But, yeah, you your boundaries don't have to be the same as the people around you. You can have much bigger boundaries and you can talk about them in a non-confrontational way. Yeah. Like my my story about my mum was quite severe and not usual. There are a lot of women who are in a similar position. But that doesn't mean my answer is the right answer for you. You might Absolutely. be able to put up smaller boundaries sooner. Mm. You know, yeah. it's it's just that some people, and I don't know if this is me or her, but some people need it to be all or nothing, hard and fast, or it needs to be dramatic, otherwise it goes unnoticed or it gets yeah. stretched. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is what has worked for me. It does not mean... That it's the right answer for everybody. But I know I am 100% confident that this is the right answer for me. And I've Mm -hmm. actually had that confidence tested a couple of times. Uh, I've had situations that have happened um, that logic, not logically, just uh, maybe historically, there would be times where you would just let things go or society would expect that this is a time to move past this silly little thing. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. But I
1: haven't missed it. I haven't felt that I needed that relationship. I have not felt less than or like I was lacking. And there was actually a time, and I won't go into detail because it's not my story necessarily to tell, but there was a time that I had a phone call from her out of the blue. It had been quite some time since we'd spoken. And I saw her name come up on my phone and I just felt this tension. And I thought, whatever it is, she can leave a message. I don't need to speak to her right now. If it's if it's vitally important, I will call her back. And she left a message and I listened to it right away. And it was basically, I'm coming through town. I'd love to catch up with you. And I thought that was weird. It was very weird the way she said it, as though there was nothing had gone wrong, as though we hadn't set these boundaries. And I found out later that she was testing me. Mm she was prepared to stop and see me. And if I was prepared to stop and see her, there was going to be quite a substantial reward for me. Wow. I mean, there's got to be an issue there if you think that,
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: that there needs to be some sort of reward for, mm. for a relationship. And my, I, I didn't know at the time, but I called back and left a voicemail and said, thanks, but no thanks. That was it. I couldn't, I was like, "This, I'm not getting into this.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: I can speculate what happened and why that conversation sounded natural and like everything was okay, but I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, but, yeah, this idea that I could be tested, that if I was going to be a good daughter and let mm-hmm. her back in, I would be compensated and that when I found out that I had failed, I would be upset. Really cemented for me that I made the right choice because when I found out what would have happened, I was so relieved that I didn't accept that phone call. I was so relieved that I wasn't put in a position where I needed to make a decision about this reward because that would have come with so many strings.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which and
1: honestly, und- you, could and me, you could offer me—you could offer me a million dollars. It, it would not be worth it. Mm, it no. would not be worth the stress it puts on me. And yep. the relief I feel remembering that I know with such certainty and such conviction that this was the right choice for me, that's, that's priceless. It really is.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's wonderful. Wow. Wow. What a powerful story. What a powerful story. And it just, it also highlights too the, the, um, I guess, the discomfort that comes with setting boundaries, not only for yourself in the first instance when you first start to or tighten your boundaries, um, when you realise that you haven't been strong with your boundaries or that um, other people are starting to... its particu- We're talking about relationships really, aren't we, and communicating. But when you start to communicate your boundaries with other people, It is possible that it will be met with resistance because you've never had them before, because you've always been available whenever they've wanted you to be available. So the first few times that you start to um, uh, communicate what your boundaries are in that kind and compassionate way, because you're doing it for yourself, you're not doing it because of them, you're doing it for you and how you respond to these situations. So... I guess that's a little bit of a warning there that when you do start to, I know for me, (laughs) my mum did not handle it very well at all. She felt like I was being the bad daughter. Absolutely. And that's okay because that's not about me. That's about her and her expectations and her expectations not being met and therefore passing the blame and her feeling like the victim. Mm -hmm. So it's really super important to be okay that when you start setting boundaries and communicating them with other people that there might be some resistance. Mm -hmm. They're not suddenly going to go, oh, cool, yeah, you've set a boundary. All right, good on you. They're going to go, oh, oh, that feels uncomfortable and they're not really going to necessarily love it so but they'll it's feel okay
1: defensive. It's yes. very, I mean yeah. it would be weird if they didn't feel defensive a little bit because yeah. you know if you however you project it to them how, whatever you say to put these boundaries in place or the behavior you have it's going to feel like an attack it's yes. not an attack we know it's not an attack mm-hmm. but it's going to feel like an attack yeah and um, I guess it comes you, back you the attempt- blow a little bit Sorry, yeah. go
0: on. It's the intention, isn't it? Like what is the intention behind your boundaries? The intention is generally to... You know, protect your time and energy and your emotions mm-hmm. and therefore you're doing it with the best intention you're not doing it to hurt or harm the person you are setting a boundary with or the situation but you are protect you are coming from it from a place of love so when we remember that I think that helps us to really set those boundaries and however whoever is on the receiving end of it that's a reflection of them and it just takes a bit of practice. And I love what you talked about before about modeling, modeling, rather than necessarily going and saying, right, I'm drawing a line in the stand. This is like don't don't do this, don't do this, don't do that, but showing them how to um how how what your expectation is by how you behave so modeling that behavior and very much that's what i do with my mum now yes i always ring her and go is it okay for me to come around do you have time i'm just popping around you know because that's what i want her to do for me i want her to ring and go is it okay yes or no let's make it another time it gives you a choice
1: then which is really wonderful and i think that um you don't even need to, like the modelling, for sure, that's like one step below actually telling them is showing mm. them how you want it to be. But sometimes it doesn't even need to be that obvious. Like a lot of the time, at least for myself, i found the boundaries I set are purely for me. Mm. They're for me, they're about me, and it's things like, um, you know, not working during certain hours or not working when I'm supposed to be present with my children or whatever that might be. And, again, some people, that's the best time for you to work is when your kids are doing whatever.
0: Hmm.
1: But setting the boundaries, and they can be flexible, but having a rough idea. So, for example, one for myself is um, I like to do um, reformer Pilates at a particular gym. There is a time every week that I go and do that. And if I have, you know, an appointment that I need to make and they offer me that time slot, I'm going to say, actually, no, you know, of course I could cancel that, but that is my time. That is a non-negotiable for me. And that is a form of a boundary. I don't need to tell anyone, no, I have Pilates that day. I just say, I can't do that time. Whatever the other thing might be, unless somebody is like in hospital or I'm, (laughs) I need like deathbed situation. That is really important to me to go to that because I know that if I don't, It might be weeks before I go again. And I find that it's really important to me to stick with that particular schedule. That's what works for me. Everything flows better. So I have told a couple of people, no, I've got a non-negotiable at that time, but I can do here or here. Yeah. And if they can't, if they have non-negotiables, that's fine too. There is, there's always a way to make things work, or it might just not be that important and you don't need to do that other thing. Mm. But having boundaries within my schedule like here is where I do these things I have a non-negotiable dinner with friends every second Monday night non-negotiable you know yeah. again it needs to be a pretty big deal for me to cancel that
0: yeah
1: and so putting those things in place I don't need to announce that to people no I'm not going to you know see this client on that day because I have a dinner planned. It does not matter what my reason is. It could be that I have, I don't, but I could have like a date with myself to have a bubble bath every, you know, Tuesday morning. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. It's a boundary that I've put in place and it's up to me to protect that boundary. Nobody else needs to know it's there. Nobody needs to know why it's there. It's my boundary and it's my responsibility to protect it. And if I let that slip, then I'm letting myself down.
0: Mm. it's ultimate self-care isn't it so mm-hmm. having boundaries around your time and energy and what you do and won't do in that time and uh, it's a it's self-care it's taking care of yourself first mm-hmm. so that now you I've probably used this analogy before but like the, the coffee cup the, the cup of tea or coffee cup you've got your cup full once your cup is full of you taking care of yourself you have what's left is the cream and the cream flows out over the top and everybody gets the best of you, the best part of you instead of if there's all these things taking energy and tea and coffee out of your coffee cup, mm-hmm. leaving the dregs, then they get the rest of you. So it's a beautiful um, it's a beautiful way to take care of yourself by um, having some boundaries around your own time and energy. Lauren, is there anything else we want to talk about today about uh-huh. boundaries or do you feel like we have i think we've had a really good discussion about I them think we've some probably, great examples.
1: yeah i think we've probably covered enough there i would love to hear from listeners if they have any questions because i'm sure we could both go into more detail and on that note if anyone has like a specific example that they'd like some advice on lisa and i love giving advice especially when it's been asked for <laughs> so feel free to contact us our social media or on either of our uh, different uh, personal platforms, contact us and we can either anonymously or um, publicly, it's up to you, discuss your personal boundary questions and see what we can come up with and see what might work for you because that would be really great to, to help you build those boundaries. And I would like to add, I used the analogy of a container because this is literally what like why I came to what I do for for my business and that is that these boundaries they can be physical you can deal with your physical clutter and that helps you deal with your emotional stuff and so your boundaries can be emotionally like you dealing with your family or with your time like we discussed with your calendar but it can also be how much you bring into your home like your physical stuff what you're willing to get rid of you know, clutter on every level so there is so much to boundaries it is the absolute core of what both lisa and i talk about yes this is this is our passion this is what we love and i know that if the emotional stuff and your own personal and en- energetic boundaries are your big pressure point lisa is definitely the girl to go to this idea of the you're the reformed people pleaser i know so yes. many women who need to join that, you know, People Pleasers. Um, people
0: Pleasers Anonymous. Or people Pleasers
1: Anonymous, that's the word I'm looking for. Yes. There's big things coming if you are yeah, ready yeah. to let go and put up some of those boundaries mm, absolutely. for all of us. Absolutely. Mm.
0: No, I think that's perfect. What a great way to wrap it up from one people pleaser to another. Let <laughs> us... <laughs> So thank you for joining us today. And, and I'll reiterate what Lauren has just said. Please, if you have any questions at all or you'd like to share some of your journey about boundaries, maybe you would like a little bit of help, support, a little bit of support to set some better boundaries, we would love to chat. So catch up with us on socials and we look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lauren. Bye for now.